Welcome to the Leading Mindfully podcast, where you can learn about how you can up your leadership game and be the leader the world needs. In today's podcast, we'll talk about how you as a leader can promote diversity and build a three-phase program. Three steps to workplace diversity. People bring their own knowledge and skills to an environment, and how they acquire it will differ from you. Diverse backgrounds help bring a new way of thinking, which leads to innovation, creativity, and higher levels of productivity. Do a quick Google search and you'll see the evidence is overwhelming. I've had the privilege of being a part of a division that started a PMO office. We had a good start, but we needed some fresh project management energy. Our diversity division had a program bringing new immigrants to get experience and we got a PM from Nigeria. He was phenomenal and the way he thought was different. Actually, the word is refreshing. Build the framework. This framework covers three areas, representation, inclusion, and belonging. Every organization is different, and a framework allows for some flexibility. Let's start with representation. We have a lot of data that tells us about our customers and organization. Does your company have representation that reflects your customers? If 70% of your customers are from diverse groups, what percentage is your organization? It doesn't need to be one-to-one, but it can't be 2% either. First, understand the gaps and then write a plan with outcomes. When putting this together, people representing diverse groups need to be involved. I know it sounds obvious, but a reminder is always good. Don't forget about the social income class when identifying diverse groups. Here are some key outcomes. Agreed upon definition of diverse groups. Explain the benefits of having diversity within the organization. Open discussion and sharing of stories from staff who are from diverse groups. Bring in an expert to speak on the topic. If people in your organization feel there are no diversity issues of any kind, you will have resistance to the program. The sharing of stories and experiences is a way to express reality and help educate everyone. However, all leaders need to buy in and help make the change. The next pillar is inclusion. Representation is being invited to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance. We've heard that saying before, but it still rings true. How does your organization include people from diverse groups in decision making? You have key points within your process where decisions are made. New ideas and a new way of thinking will serve you well here. This group of people needs to easily access the same knowledge and information that everyone else has access to when making decisions. Without easy access, the playing field isn't level and you will not get the right results. Just because you have access, don't assume everyone else does either. Here are some outcomes. Unconscious biases are brought forward and challenged. Leaders are accountable for shifting the culture and leading by example. Performance reviews reference your role to promote diversity. New staff have experience with shifting the culture. Next up is belonging. You made some progress on representation and inclusion, but when people look up, do they hear voices and see faces that they can relate to? Be mindful of the culture of belonging, as it's a difficult one to change. You cannot control how people feel, but you can put in the effort to show they belong. Belonging cannot be taken lightly, so ensure leaders are trained to notice key behaviors. Some potential outcomes are, there's an increase in cultural events. People are being hired from diverse groups. There isn't a sense of tokenism. Your leaders become more diverse over time. Space for learning. I have to admit, I'm super aware of what I say and how I say it. The problem is we need safe spaces for people that want to understand the right way to interact. For example, if you're looking at someone and you're curious about their background, where they're from or where their family migrated from, how do you ask? I'm born in Canada, but my parents are both born in India. I get this one a lot. People from diverse groups can help educate others. These conversations need to be judgment-free. Create opportunities for people to sign up to lead these conversations. It will engage people, 
build alliances, and create a sense of unity. If you don't have anyone that can lead it, well, then you know you got a problem. By the way, how do you ask someone where they're from without offending them? I don't mind the question if it's part of a conversation. However, when someone just walks up and asks, it's pretty annoying. If you take time to know someone, your genuine curiosity will shine through. Final thoughts. Generations of inaction got us here, and it will take time with action to make a difference. The goal isn't to point out privilege and hold it against people, but to understand that progress will happen when we create alliances between all groups. Remember, we don't bring one group down to bring another group up, including people who are white. Diversity isn't a zero-sum game. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For more information, visit www.aslife.ca. That's aslife.ca.